Welcome to Shelf Obsessed. I'm Carly. And I'm Hannah. And today we are discussing Love Light Farms by VK Borson. Yes, we decided we'd do like a cozy, wintry Christmas romance. Yes. And this was a good choice. This was pretty dang cute. Yeah. This was, I started this one last year and read like That's 20 right. pages. Yeah. And then it's not that I didn't like it. I just, yeah. I think it took a long time and then Christmas was almost over and I was like, I'll read it next year. Yeah. I definitely bought it on Kindle last year and then didn't start it. I, I bought it with the intention of reading it last winter and just didn't. <laughs> yeah. Like much of my TBR. Yeah, that happens. But speaking of TBRs and such. Yes. I guess not TBR because we're currently reading <laughs> is the segment. <laughs> <laughs> did you finish anything this week? I did. I finished quite a bit, actually. Did you? Okay, yeah. well then I'll go first. Okay. <laughs> I did finish Love Life Farms. Nice. Which would have been more impressive because we were going to record this episode next week. Yeah. So now it's just as like, cool, I finished Love Life Farms so we could talk about it. <laughs> So I finished Love Life Arms a couple days ago, and I started as my new ebook, Divine Rivals. Oh, I can't wait to hear about that. It is really interesting so far, but I regret it a little bit only because I am still listening to Iron Flame. So I'm now mm. doing two fantasies, which I don't like doing. Yeah, I gotcha. They're, yeah, when they're a similar genre, it's a lot harder to get into yeah i was not planning to do that (laughs) Mm -hmm. but i just have been thinking about divine rivals so much i've been wanting to read it so bad and then once i'm done with that i would like to go back to siege and storm and rune rising Ooh, yeah i would love that and i think i think i'd get through them pretty quickly yeah they're easy they're easy reads but yeah so i'm not very far in divine rivals at all and i'm still listening to iron flame but i'm like almost half i'm like 40 percent Okay. And All then right. it's about to get more interesting. I am excited for that cuz it's been it's been good. Mm-hmm. It's been fine, but yeah, it's a little slow. <laughs> and then I am I think I had started it last week Shark Heart, and I'm uh-huh. a decent way into that one too, and I think that I'll get through the rest of it really quickly cuz the chapters are short. Like yeah. It's yeah, it's a quick read in that way. It's literally mm-hmm. like a couple paragraphs per page. Like a lot of times the chapter's oh, like okay. a page. Yeah. And it'll, sometimes it's like one chapter. One of the chapters was a sentence. <laughs> Ren had an idea. Oh. Like, yeah, it's a, a quick read in that way. Like you're turning pages fast. Yeah. That honestly does make me read a lot more in a book because it's like, I'm like, yeah, you know, if this is a short chapter, I'll just go ahead and read it. Yeah. Oh, but this next chapter's short. I'll just go ahead and read it. Right. I'm like, <laughs> I might as well just keep going. Yeah. <laughs> just one more it's short. Yeah, I'll, I'll just go ahead this, and read it. This next literally couple of paragraphs yeah. is a chapter. Mm-hmm. And it's just, yeah, I end up reading like more pages than I probably normally would. Yeah. At a time, which is nice. <laughs> nice. So yeah, I'll probably be done with that one pretty soon. Mm-hmm. And that's, uh, yeah. Excellent. That's where I'm at. Very and nice. I am, this is not, I'm not reading this right now, but I am excited because I got my book of the month book yeah. for December, which is the like, some. Uh, I don't know. It's like a Christmassy rom-com. Winter in New York or something? I think that is, I think that might be correct. And I'm excited for that to hopefully finish that before Christmas. And that'll be, hopefully those will be my two book of the month that I wanted to read before the end of the year. Yeah. 
Because you loved your other Christmas romance from Book of the Month. Oh my gosh, last year. Yeah, Kiss Her Once for Me. Yeah. I loved it so much. <laughs> so I, it's not like it's the same author or anything. It's just right. the it's just the Book of the Month Christmassy rom-com. I know. Of the year. Uh, the Book of the Month team does a pretty dang good job picking books. So I mean, I it's have solid. really gotten some gems, which, oh my gosh, speak it. Sorry, you, we'll, we'll do your currently reading. But <laughs> yes, <laughs> it blew my mind that Wayward won Best Historical Fiction. I was going to say that when you were talking about Divine Rivals, because that won yeah. YA Fiction. Which I was not surprised by that, but I was surprised by Wayward. I know, Wayward. I mean, I'm thrilled. And best, yeah. and it won de- Best Debut. Yeah, I definitely need to bump that one up my TBR because I, I, I really want to read it. I didn't, I honestly didn't realize it was that popular. Yeah, I know. Yeah, I, I don't feel like when we looked at it, it had like the ratings numbers. Yeah, I mean, everyone but... I've seen read it really liked it yeah. as far as mm-hmm. I've seen for the most part. But I haven't seen a ton of people talking about it. I know. I just wonder if it's like maybe people were voting for it because they had friends who loved it so much and they're like, I really want to read it. I'm sure being a book of the month book was helpful. It definitely gives it some name recognition. Yeah. Yeah. I was surprised by the fantasy. Oh my gosh, that's right. Because I... I think I said I truly expected Tress of the Emerald Sea to win because I'm of surprised that Brandon Sanderson's yeah. name power. And what was what was it that won? Hellbent by Lee Bardugo. Which, yes. <laughs> and Lee Bardugo obviously is a big name. Yeah. But I, Brandon Sanderson is bigger, I feel like. I know. I I kind of feel like maybe when did Hellbent come out? Because I was gonna say Tress was the first secret project for Brandon Sanderson, so it was at the very beginning of the year that it came out. So I'm like maybe it just kind of has been a little bit forgotten. But Hellbent was quite a while ago. I feel like Hellbent was a decent amount of time ago. Yeah, because that was one of Amy's Book of the Month picks. You know what kind of cracks me up is that we joked about this and it had like some of the least amount of votes or the least amount of like ratings of Mm -hmm. all of the fantasies that we looked at was Bookshops and Bone Dust and ended up being like the fifth place. Yeah. Like it's high, uh, higher up there than I would have expected it to be yeah. based on the number of ratings it has on Goodreads. That one's definitely author name power. Just because uh, you think a ton of people read the first one, so they just yeah. voted for it. The first one's super beloved. So that was funny, though. And of course, as we suspected, Fourth Wing absolutely swept the romantic category. Yeah. Which, what was the division? It was like the second place got what, like 30,000 votes? Yes. And Fourth Wing got, wait for it, almost 400,000. Yeah. that's a, It's a wild, the most, like the biggest discrepancy of any yes. of the other categories. I think almost all the other categories, their top, their number one was like, what, 150,000 votes? So it it even swept every every other oh, yeah, top category. Oh yeah, it had way more votes than any other book yeah. in this entire competition. Which, guys, does it deserve it? <laughs> Anyways, <laughs> I mean, it just is so interesting what just absolutely blows up. Yeah, because there are a lot of other fantasy books that are really good. But this one mm-hmm. was just like the one that everybody yeah. really liked. I don't know. And it just, it just like, ends up kind up. of like in a perfect storm. Yeah, like it's where it's the right time for people to be getting into fantasy. And it was, I think, honestly, I really think it helped itself that it had the sprayed edges on the original release of the books. Probably. Because no other book had done that, really. 
in but, like the first release of them. So I think people really wanted it and then people started reading it and really loving it. And then it just blew up and like went from there. Snowballed. It's interesting though, because it's it's not only how popular it got and how many people read it, but how passionate people are about their love for it. Yeah. I mean, there's a lot of people who don't like it, for sure, mm-hmm. as with any popular book. Mm-hmm. But, and I liked it. I liked it quite a bit. I gave it four stars, but like the amount of people that are like, this is the best fantasy book ever. And I'm like, but have you read other fantasies? And I was just looking at my Goodreads <laughs> and I saw someone that I am friends with on Goodreads rate it like five stars and be like very passionate about it. And I know she reads a lot of fantasy. So I was kind of surprised. Yeah, I don't know. Yeah, I don't hate the book. Not at all. I, I really I quite it. liked it. And yeah. I'm reading the second one right now. But yeah, I just I guess I'm just saying it's interesting to me how it blew up and how passionate people are about it when I I know it's not the best fantasy out there. Mm-hmm. And it's just interesting. Like it's it was just like the chosen one. <laughs> mm-hmm. Yeah, it got wild. Yeah, it's just so it's just fascinating. Yeah, I think the the only other surprise one that I want to talk about is that Vampires of El Norte was like, what, number four or five <laughs> yes. in its category? It was really high up there. And I was shocked. Me I, too. I really thought that it was going to be like almost at the bottom. <laughs> I am a little surprised, but not surprised, but a little tiny bit surprised that mm-hmm. Stephen King won yeah. for horror. Like I would have expected Stephen King to win, but I, did, I, don't, I wouldn't think that Holly was mm-hmm. as popular as... A lot of his other books, but yeah. of course, I'm sure. It's, I mean, it's Stephen King. He usually. I wish Stephen King horror. and probably even Brandon Sanderson would both do what Uncle Rick has done. Rick Riordan. Oh, I was like, <laughs> sorry, Uncle Rick, that he will not allow his books to be in the Goodreads Choice Awards because oh. he always sweeps, oh. and so he's just like, just leave me out of it because I want other books to get seen yeah he's like i have plenty of recognition yeah i don't need that exactly yeah Aww. and i'm like i wish stephen king and and probably brandon sanderson i Uncle wish they do that well brandon I sanderson know. didn't win so i know which I, yeah so maybe he does need the recognition maybe <laughs> guys brando- help out brandon sanderson <laughs> <laughs> hashtag save brando sando <laughs> uh any other Goodreads Choice Awards news no, that no, we should? No, no, I'm okay. good. I'm good on that. But yeah, the I winners are out. If it. you want to, the winners are out. If you want to go look at them. But yeah, I'm. Oh, we haven't even done your currently reading. <laughs> I know. Well, I was going to get back to it after Goodreads. <laughs> yes, sorry. I was like, let me just talk about this one thing for Goodreads Choice Awards. <laughs> oh, I knew we talked about it for a while, but that was fine. <laughs> so I have finished. I read Sheets by Brenna <gasps> Thumler. You did. Yes. Did I you did. love it? Yeah, I did. Why did you not just borrow mine? <laughs> it was kind of on a whim. Oh, okay. I love <laughs> it. I've just like been surfing hoopla since I discovered that I have it. Oh, nice. <laughs> it it's the I just think it's the cutest little Yeah. Like it's the the illustrations are really adorable. Yeah. It was a really cool and like animation art style. Mm-hmm. I really liked it and the story was really cute. I didn't love the dialogue. I thought the dialogue was kind of, in general, like, awkward, weirdly. Oh, really? I don't yeah. even really remember specifically. Yeah. It was just, like, stilted and not, like, super realistic, which is fine. I mean, it doesn't have to be. Yeah. I think that's partially, like, the type of story that it is. But Yeah, I definitely read that one in, like, one or two sittings. 
Yeah. Because so, it's a um, graphic novel. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I might read Delicates. So the second one. Yeah. I want it, I want to read it, but I just think they're so cute that I have a desire to buy it. Yeah. They are really cute. <laughs> <laughs> it's adorable. The first one's like a little like ghost out of that looks like a sheet, like the little classic Halloween costume. Yeah, like a kid a, dressed up as a, yeah. a ghost in a sheet, but it, uh-huh. it's an actual ghost. Yeah, an actual ghost, and it's in a dryer, so you like see it through <laughs> the dryer window. Because it's about a little ghost that lives in a laundromat. Yeah, it's adorable. So I finished that one, started and finished in one day. Yeah. <laughs> in one sitting. For sure. And I finally finished Coltish by Amanda oh. Montel. What did you end up giving it stars-wise? I ended up giving it three stars. Okay, that's fair. Yeah, because it, it started out pretty strong with, like, obviously the premise and stuff. I was really interested in the topic. I liked what she had to say about, like, the use of language and how influential it is and stuff. And then it kind of got a little bit repetitive. There was a little bit of irony in the way that she wrote it and the message she was trying to get across. <laughs> but Yeah, I mean, I will say, as much as it started out strong, the introduction is long. It is long and it is teasing. And it's repetitive. <laughs> like just yeah. just the introduction. It's like, just get mm-hmm. to it. Yeah. But it is a very good message that like, just be aware of influential language and whether or not you want to be influenced by it or not. Yeah. Overall, <laughs> I loved the concept of the book and I yeah. thought it was so fascinating and mm-hmm. like the, the different things that she touched on. But I also see some of the kind of discrepancies that you... we. Yeah, Yeah. we discussed a little bit earlier. (laughs) We did. (laughs) But that's not what this episode is about, so we can't go in super depth. (laughs) But I do, I know she also wrote the book Word Slut, and I have, I I really want to read that, because I gave Cultish Mm -hmm. four stars. Yeah. And I would really like to read Word Slut. Mm Mm-hmm. I know. Her books are, they're interesting to me, even as a not nonfiction reader that I am. Yeah. But yeah, so that was a pretty good one. And then I finished Iron Flame. By Rebecca oh. Yaros. Also three stars for me. I was just about to ask. <laughs> did you give Fourth Wing four? I did, I think. Yeah. Which a little bit I regret now, but I wouldn't change it because it's like that was how I felt at the end of that book. Yeah. And so I want to keep that. Do you feel like Iron Flame made you like Fourth Wing less? Probably. Yeah. Ouch. And I know this about myself and it is irritating that I know that I'm swayed by like how much I'm seeing about it. Yeah. Like the popularity. Yeah. Like with the Goodreads Choice Awards, like Fourth Wing absolutely sweeping everything else. I'm like, I really want people to love all the rest of fantasy as well. Mm -hmm. And I almost get a a chip on my shoulder, which I know about myself. I don't love it. Well, and especially when, (laughs) like we were saying, there is so much good stuff out there that may potentially quality wise be a little better (laughs) yeah but i continue to tell myself and this is true it's absolutely true that first of all like what you like absolutely i I don't i definitely don't begrudge people liking fourth wing and iron flame and i liked it yeah and if it gets them into reading more fantasy then that's a win Mm -hmm. you know if it can be the gateway yeah that's a win so there's a lot of good things so I get a trip on my shoulder. I know. You don't have to tell me. (laughs) (laughs) But I think that probably influenced it as well. But also this one was just like the first half. I didn't. The pacing was horrible. (laughs) It was rank. 
Yeah, I am. I think I'm like 40% ish or maybe a little more than 40%. And I just, I mean, nothing has happened. Mm -hmm. Like virtually nothing. Yeah, not a lot happens. And then I I feel like it was like halfway through the book where I was like, I don't even really get where this is going. Like what's going to happen in the second half of the book? Not in a good way. Because sometimes it's like, what's going to happen? But this was like, what even? Like they haven't set anything up to <laughs> yeah. happen. <laughs> yeah. That's kind of what it felt like. But anyways, we'll, you know, we'll probably talk about this in the future. Yeah, I, I think I will have <laughs> finished it by next week. So yeah, I'm definitely curious to hear what you think. <laughs> yeah, I, I'm hoping I I definitely am not like, Ugh, I'm just finishing it. Like, I hope that I enjoy it. Yeah. And I'm, I don't hate it up to now. Mm-hmm. I was definitely. But I don't know if right now I feel like it's four stars. Yeah, I. Uh, it's tough. It's tough. I, I'm excited to talk to you about it when you're done with it because I I have specific things I want to bring up hmm. that I can't right now. Okay. <laughs> so, I finished that. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> and then I finished today. Love Life Arms. <laughs> right. Oh my goodness! You had quite the week. Yeah. Pretty good. Pretty good. Did I tell you that I'm reading James and the Giant Peach with my son? Yeah. We're almost... Well, you told me, but you didn't tell. Uh, yeah, okay. Well, I don't know <laughs> if I said it on the podcast, but mm-hmm. I am reading James and the Giant Peach with my four-year-old. I've been reading him like a chapter or two every day, and we have like three chapters left. We're like right at the end. Oh. So I'm definitely counting that one. Oh, absolutely. Yeah. Yeah, 100%. I don't count every like picture book that I read to him, but... This is a full-on little novel, so yeah. I'm definitely counting it. No, 100%. Turning my children into bookworms. Yes. My master plan. Start them early. Anyway. Wait, so what are you currently reading? You finished so much. Yeah. <laughs> I, got, I got stuff wrapped up. Yeah. I just today started The Trader Baru Cormorant. Right. You by, were talking about that one yeah, in the last episode. By Seth Dickinson. Yeah, because I need to return it to the library. Oh, cool. So I have to read it and return it so that somebody else can read it. I'm literally only like a couple pages into it. Mm. So I really can't even say yet, but I've heard very good things about it. So I'm excited. I've heard nothing about it except from you. Yeah. (laughs) I did start. Yeah. I did start a new ebook, but I don't know if I'm going to continue it yet because of Baru Cormorant. But I started Light Lark. (laughs) Oh, my goodness. (laughs) Yeah. By Alex Astor. I have such mixed feelings about my desire to read that book. I know. Yeah. And I think I will never read it. I'll let you know how it is. Because I, I want to read it. I have it on Hoopla. I just don't know how I feel about Alex. I know. That's my that's my thing. It's tricky. It's tricky. Because I, yeah, I just don't know if she manipulated the system. And then kind of how she responded to criticisms of her book was iffy. But also, I think she got a ton of unnecessary hate. That's the thing. I feel like I went back and forth because, Mm -hmm. and this is social media, where, like, she got a lot of hate. And I was, like, seeing some of the criticism and being Mm -hmm. like, oh, I don't know that I like her very much. For sure. And then later seeing some stuff that was like, the hate was so unnecessary and being like i i felt you know chided and i'm like this is why you can't just believe everything on social media yeah exactly 100 percent. so i was just like yeah i'm like curious and i'm like it's on hoopla Mm -hmm. you know there's no real commitment from me yeah absolutely please (laughs) yeah i i definitely want to hear what you think of it yeah so i'm reading that one and then i 
again, just barely started because it was after I finished Iron Flame. I started listening to Bunny by Mona oh. Awad. Oh, I'm really curious about that one. I know. I've heard really good things. I feel like yeah. I've only, almost only heard good things about it. I've heard good and just interesting things about it. Yeah. Like the reviews of it have me so intrigued. Huh. Like they've all been like kind of mysterious. Yeah. Where they're like, you kind of want to go into it not totally knowing that much about it, but. It's a thriller, right? Or is that part of the mystery? <laughs> like, we, I don't even know the genre. That's a good question. I'm not sure that I know the genre. I think it is a little bit thriller-esque. Yeah. I think there's bit. some type of crime aspect to it. I don't yeah. Because I know it's like this group of girls that all call each other Bunny. And then there's this girl. All I know of it so far that I've read is that there's a girl who's outside of this group and is like, just like studying them. Like, it's so fascinating, this weird group of girls and like... Hmm. The strange, like, studying them like they're a group of primates, you know? Interesting. <laughs> and I'm like, I'm guessing, and I feel like this is from reviews I've heard, that she kind of gets into this group and is, like, almost mean-girling her way. Studying her way from, <laughs> yeah. from the inside. Uh-huh. Huh. But then just gets dragged into this, I'm assuming, a mess. Some type an of... absolute mess. Yeah. <laughs> I am also fascinated. Yeah. So I'm really curious. I have merch from it already because of <laughs> my Illumicrate box. Oh, really? Uh-huh. <laughs> How random. So I have this really gorgeous pin that I forget what it is. It's like whatever the club is called. I'm pretty sure it's like something about like the, the slut salon. I uh, love it. <laughs> yes. And I was like, now I have to read it. <laughs> yes. Okay. So. Well, I'm literally fascinated by all three of the books that you're reading right now. And I I want to I want reports on, on all of them. <laughs> you will get them. Thank you. <laughs> so that was a long intro. <laughs> Love Life Farms. Let's talk about it for five minutes. <laughs> yeah, right. <laughs> it's hard because I I always well first of all I always underestimate how much we're going to talk about a book. So true. But like with Love Life Farms, I'm like I mean how much can we even talk about? We can talk about a lot. Oh please. <laughs> but we could also. Pare it down a little bit if we, we need to. We could. We could. We'll try. <laughs> well, let's start with a summary. That sounds good. So it's about a girl named Stella who's in like her late 20s, I believe. Late 20s or maybe early 30s? Yeah, somewhere right around there. And she owns a Christmas tree farm <laughs> with uh, Beckett and Layla. Like they're, Layla does the bakehouse. Beckett does all the outdoor stuff, the trees. And they're all just really good friends. But they're struggling financially. <laughs> And Stella enters this competition for this social media, like, mogul who is going to be visiting different, like, kind of smaller businesses. And it's a competition for money. And then she'll, you know, have them on her social media page and stuff. But when she entered this competition, she said that she owned the farm with her boyfriend. Yeah, because she knows that the social media influencer likes also a romantic background. Yeah, she loves a romance. (laughs) (laughs) She loves a romance. And so she put that on her application for this competition. And so everyone that she knows is like, okay, well, if you're going to ask someone to be your fake boyfriend, it's got to be Luca, who is her like best friend of 10 years. She's Mm -hmm. always been in love with him. So she asks him, he says yes immediately. And yeah, we go from there. And we go from there. We go from there of them like, (laughs) like a week or two before kind of like, 
introducing it to the town because she lives in the, they live in this small town mm-hmm. and everyone's like oh, finally yeah <laughs> we were betting on when this would happen <laughs> there was there's literally a town pool like yes. a betting pool and a town phone tree <laughs> it's i love a good small town this was a really good small it town. was really cute yeah. yeah so what did you give it stars wise I gave it four stars. Me too. (laughs) Honestly, it was close. It was close to being a five star romance for me. It was really sweet. I'm not usually like a friends to lovers. Agreed. Yeah. Especially because I feel like so often, and this was the case with this one, so often while they technically go from friends to lovers, one of them is usually already in love or one or both of them is usually already in love. I mean, I don't feel like that makes it not friends to lovers. That's true. That's true. Because they really were just friends. Yeah. Yeah. As far as their relationship status. Yeah. Yeah. The thing that I usually don't like about friends to lovers is like, you could have done this five years ago. Which is absolutely true for this book. (laughs) Absolutely. They could have done it. Ten years. The day they met, they were in love with each other. Nine and a half to ten years ago. (laughs) We know where this is going to (laughs) end. So should we do, we'll do our non-spoiler section? Yeah. Do we want to try and get back to our roots and do a favorite character? Sure. (laughs) This is kind of a tough one because I honestly would almost say Luca, but I kind of feel like I can't pick Luca. (laughs) I think you can pick Luca. I know. He is wonderful. It kind of feels like cheating. (laughs) I mean, it is just so annoying that they took so long to get together because yes, he is such a gem. Yeah. He truly is. He's just like a real sweetheart and cooks for her. Please. Cooks for her. Such like a feminist. Yes. I was like, yeah, boy. Yeah. <laughs> and just like so supportive and loving and just. Mm-hmm. I think what was funny to me is that there's so much like they just as people are really like touchy feely like they are yeah. cuddlers, mm-hmm. like holding hands all the They are those type of people. So it's like. Have you basically been dating all this time? Because, like... (laughs) Pretty much. Yeah, pretty much. Yeah. I would say if it's not Luca, I really liked um, Dane. Yes, I was going to say him, actually. Yeah. But I was also thinking, and this did bother me, that he was not in the book more, was her stepbrother, or half-brother, I guess, Charlie. Charlie, yeah. Yeah. I'm excited, though, because... Uh, I think, like, the fourth book? Book four. Yeah, it's going to be about Charlie. Yeah, but are we going to read all of them? Are you going to read all of them? Maybe. Maybe. I kind of... I, I think I would. Well, I like this one for sure enough that I would read number two. I agree. Absolutely. Especially knowing... Because we know who they're all about. Mm-hmm. But yeah, I I wish that he had been in this book a lot more. I know. I liked Charlie. Because it, it also seemed like he had kind of a sweet relationship with Luca. Like, they were good friends. Yeah. So, I just, I wish he'd been in it more. Yeah. I love Dane, though, because um, I just love, although I, I couldn't tell how old he was. Because <laughs> sometimes I was like, oh, he's got to be like 50s, 60s, you know. And then sometimes I was like, wait, is he 30s? <laughs> <laughs> I got the impression, it, it really reminded me of like a... I don't, I don't know how much Gilmore Girls you've watched or any, none. I watched a couple seasons. It just kind of reminded me of a Gilmore Girls situation because her and her mom moved to Inglewild when she's pretty young. Mm-hmm. And 
I think they kind of talked about how Dane took her under his wing at that point. Yeah. As like a father figure. So to me, I think of like a Luke from Gilmore Girls situation where he's Mm -hmm. probably like the age of her mom-ish. Yeah. And that's kind of what I was assuming. There was just some things that gave me the impression that he was younger, but it it doesn't have to be. It definitely didn't have to be. I definitely thought of him as like middle-aged. Yeah. Like a, like a, he could have been her dad. Yeah, for sure. I loved he called her cinnamon stick. I know. <laughs> because she stole the cinnamon stick. Because <laughs> he's the town like deputy. <laughs> and so he had to like talk to her. Or no, she didn't she go and confess? I think he she confessed, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> that she'd stolen cinnamon sticks. And I think it was on accident. Oh my god. I don't even remember. But I know. <laughs> ever since he's called her cinnamon stick. Which is adorable. Like that's <laughs> yeah. such a cute name. It really is. <laughs> oh man. I really liked, actually, the dialogue in this book. Because sometimes romance books, dialogue, I'm like, cringe. Yeah. Cringe, 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 yeah. cringe, cringe. I really liked it. I liked it, too. It was cute. <laughs> yeah. <I> just giggle. <laughs> that gives you indication. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I mean, there weren't really any characters I didn't like. I mean, I, unless you're supposed to not like them. Like, her, mm-hmm. her dad sucks. Her dad's awful. But we also like literally never actually meet him because he... We really don't. I mean, we do technically at Thanksgiving dinner, but then he passes out like immediately and that's it. That's all we see. He has like literally two lines in the whole book. Which I will... This is like slightly spoilery, but I Mm -hmm. feel like it's fine to talk about since we're on the subject. You and I even talked about like how we expected things to end up with her dad. Yeah. And it's literally like in the epilogue. They just like mention it. That was one of my issues with the book. Agreed. That was the thing. Like, I wish Charlie had been in it more. Yeah. And the whole thing with, like, Elle and her dad. Yep. Who is his dad's wife that his dad cheated on her with Stella's mom. And that's how Stella... Because Stella and Charlie are, like, the same age. Mm -hmm. Right. They're, like, literally eight months apart. Yeah. And so Elle finally, like, divorces him at the end of the book. But they literally just, like, mention it in the epilogue. And that's it. Yeah. You just get, like... The information. And I expected... Like, oh, I told her that Elle's finally leaving him and blah, yeah. blah, blah. And it's I like, expected oh, that to oh. be a bit more of yeah. the book. I mean, I told you what I thought was going to happen with her mm-hmm. dad and like his work and stuff. Because yeah. I don't know how spoiler we want to get at this point. <laughs> we can wait on that one a little, just a tiny bit. Yeah. <laughs> but well, speaking of, I mean, is there anything else we want to... I guess there's not too much, honestly, for uh, for non-spoilery, because this is a romance book, so you kind of know how it's going to end, probably. Small town. I will say, before we get into spoilers, just because this is... You always have an I will say. <laughs> <laughs> before spoilers, though, uh-huh. not, not after. <laughs> the Christmas tree farm was absolutely dreamy. Yes. Like, mm-hmm. unreal. At some point, it gets described as, like... What is it, like Childhood Christmas slash Narnia? Yeah. Just like Magical Wonderland? Just everything that they, like every new thing that you find out about is like, this is yeah, literally a Wonderland. Little Red Truck hauling a Christmas tree. So cute. The little, what was it? The <laughs> Have the, you seen that TikTok trend? Little Red Truck hauling a Christmas tree? I mean, I I assume not because I don't know what you're talking about. <laughs> it's so, it's dumb. That's, that's the whole trend is cool. people saying that. But it's just because it's like a popular Christmas image, imagery. So there's like a girl with her mom and she's like at Hobby Lobby or something. And she keeps being like, mom, little red truck with a Christmas tree. 
And her mom's like, oh, cute. And then as she keeps keep on doing it, her mom is like, why, why do you keep doing this? Also, why are there so many <laughs> there, for there you was, to be able to point yeah, out? There was like six. And finally, like her mom did it, you know, or her mom held up like a cute decoration. And then her daughter's like, look, mom. And it was like on it. It was like, and her mom's like, little red truck with a Christmas tree. <laughs> but it's like, you no, just see everywhere. people like commenting that sometimes or like, yeah, it's just become a thing this Christmas season on TikTok. <laughs> I love, I appreciate that people are really pointing that out because yeah, it's everywhere. <laughs> yeah. Anyway. A little random, but it's adorable. There was like the, I, I forget what she called it like the little gumdrop forest or something like that. That's like the little group of trees that are all lit up special. Mm -hmm. They're just. Yeah. The the little red truck. It's not actually hauling a Christmas tree, but they call it the sleigh. Cause Uh it's just like, it was a rusted out truck and they just like painted it all like cute and jolly. And they put like a bag of Santa's presents in the back. And then there's like a barn where they do. That was so cute. I love that with, they have um, the firefighters. They came in <gasps> yes. and they were like transcribing kids Christmas list to give to Santa because mm-hmm. they're like, I'm Santa's helper, you know? Yes. And they had like official Santa's helpers on there. Yeah. So it was a like a badge. And they pointed out like instead of children having to sit on a stranger's lap, uh-huh. they just would talk to Santa's helpers and they would transcribe it. They would get the letters from the children and they would put them in the mailbox that went back to the parents. Yeah. Like, it was so cute. It was the cutest system. It was a cute idea. Yeah. And she, like, decorates her, like, little cottage with gumdrops and lights and icing. So it looks like a little gingerbread house. They have a little ice skating rink. It's... The bakehouse sounds like an absolute... Yes. ...dream. Everything they were eating. I was like, I don't I want... <laughs> I I'm really craving a donut. I'm not often. Like, I see people with their fantasy books and stuff be like, I just want to be in this world. And I'm like, pass. It's a war, but okay. <laughs> um, And no, th- I want to be in this book. Yeah. I don't think I've ever wanted to be in a book so bad. Yeah. I want to go to Love Light Farms. Oh, so good. <laughs> so, spoilers. Sure. <laughs> spoilers. So, your warning from here on out. We are in full spoiler form. I mean... They end up together. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, it's not hard to predict. <laughs> but I think the only other, like, spoilery thing, really, is um, that her farm is... Being sabotaged. Being sabotaged, which you kind of figure out very early on. Yeah. Because she's like, oh, we've had such bad luck this last year. Mm-hmm. And yeah, it turns out which that Which is part of sabotaged. why she's having financial trouble. Yes. Because she's like ordering stuff that's not getting delivered. She's having to repair broken fence posts. She's having to... They've... Lo- they've Their decorations have gotten stolen. Yeah. They've had like a whole lot of their trees ruined and they were And they sure couldn't why. figure out why. Yeah. Uh-huh. Which was funny that they turned into, like, (laughs) this gnarled, creepy forest. And so, like, they used it at Halloween. Yeah. And then... And then at the end, brother buys them? (laughs) To dump on their dad's lawn. (laughs) (laughs) Which was great. That was was funny. But again, that was basically just, like, a throwaway sentence. Yes, like like a footnote. And that is hilarious. Yeah. And also so nice. Like, he bought those trees, Mm -hmm. those dead trees. So sweet. Charlie's really great. But it was interesting because it was like a fake dating thing, but it really wasn't. Like, they really really didn't have to pretend at all. And then... um, And they really weren't. At first, they were fake dating. And then basically, like, one day in, they were basically like... Let's just... 
let's just date and this will be our trial period. Which, I roll. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and I'm like, guys, guys. <laughs> so they were just being so dumb about it. They were. And then she immediately, like, Evelyn shows up and is, like, absolutely obsessed with the farm. Yeah. And then she just straight up comes clean to Evelyn and is like, we're not actually <laughs> dating. And Evelyn's like, I'm so glad you told me because, duh, I knew already. Yeah. She's like, everyone in the town talks. Yeah. It's not and hard to piece together. You, they, it, you guys just started dating, like... <laughs> And I'm like, I am so glad that they put that in there because that was such a yes. That was such a plot hole if they didn't yes. put that in there. Absolutely, <laughs> that was funny. Yeah, there was definitely was some like, things. You guys that... are such idiots. Like if she <laughs> talked to anybody, they'd be like, "Yeah, they just started dating." And she, yeah, if Evelyn interviewed I, anybody, <laughs> I really thought at the beginning their plan was going to be to get everybody in Inglewild on board. Oh, but that they, would have been kind of fun. But they didn't. Yeah. They just went and where it's like, hey, we're dating now. Yeah. <laughs> Let's just pretend that we've kind of been dating. And then e- nobody will know when we started dating. And it's like, <laughs> y- <laughs> you two idiots. <laughs> oh. Just like one ounce of common sense between the two yeah. of you, please. <laughs> but well, and part of it too was that, or like part of, you know, the situation with the financial, like she wasn't even telling Layla and Beckett and she hadn't told Luca, she hadn't told anybody about the financial problems that they yeah. were having. And when she finally comes clean, Layla and Beckett are very mad that she kept it from them. Mm-hmm. But they also are like, okay, here's a plan. Here's a financial plan. We are going to yeah. take pay cuts because how dare you not give us pay cuts? I know that was really, were- <laughs> I thought that was really first of all, important that like they were supposed to be partners. Stella owns the farm and stuff like, but they're all partners in it together. So she's not telling them. She was basically has been paying them out of her own pocket, which they had no idea. Yeah. And then like she's taken huge pay cuts. Yeah. And when this comes to light, Beckett's super pissed about it. And then he's like, this is not what partners do. Mm -hmm. And I was like, yes, Beckett. Yes. Yeah. And Somebody then, with common sense. And then they show up with like a financial plan. Yeah. <laughs> and they're like, we are all going to be owners. All three yeah. of us are going to be owners. You're going to truly let us into this part. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. It was just, and then they, they really come up with like a plan for how to fix it financially so that they don't need the money, mm-hmm. like the prize, prize money. money from the competition in order to stay afloat. Which, which thank is, goodness. Because... Which is great because when she comes clean to Evelyn, Evelyn, Evelyn's not mad at all, but she's like, you do understand that you have to be disqualified from this for not being truthful on your application. Yeah. And she's like, I'm still going to feature you on my social media, but mm-hmm. you can't be part of the competition anymore. Yeah. Which I think Stella had said, even with just the influx of people from her promotions, Evelyn's promotions, like they possibly could have squeaked by anyways. But then with the plan that, like, Layla and Beckett and Luca come yeah. up with, <laughs> then, like, they'll be totally fine. Yeah. And also, should we get into the sabotaging part? Because you talked oh, about right, it. Oh, right, yes. But, <laughs> I so, like, I forgot. <laughs> yeah. Which also, that was a little weird to me, too. Like, the resolution of the sabotage. It felt a little rushed. Yeah. It felt a little, yeah. Because basically, like, she puts up cameras, and then one night they see somebody destroying the camera and so they like run after this person but they end up not getting him because Beckett and Luca (laughs) run into each other and fall into the mud I think I think Beckett (laughs) tripped and fell and then Luca fell over Beckett (laughs) and Dana's like yeah I found them mud wrestling (laughs) 
Oh, good. That was funny. But yeah, so they don't catch it, this person, this culprit. And then Dane, the deputy, is like, I'm going to handle it. Like, stop doing everything yourself. Like, this is my job, literally. And like, his deputy is like, he's the best. Like, he's going to do it. He's going to find him. Yeah, he's a bloodhound. He'll track it down. (laughs) (laughs) And so like, a little while later, like, Dane calls her and is like, hey, uh, we have the person. (laughs) And she goes down there. And it's this crotchety old man from Inglewild who's bitter because he was going to buy the property when it went up for sale and had like... Because he wanted an alpaca farm. Yeah. So he had kind of like a handshake deal with the guy, which not even. He didn't even have that. Yeah, he just like was like, we had an agreement. Yeah. It was like, I'm interested. And then he sold it to Stella. And he was like, because I was still getting my money together. He was like, I needed a little more time. Yeah. And then you bought it out from under me. And it's like, bro, I didn't even know you existed. Like, I didn't even yes. know anything about this. Like, it, it's nothing to do with me. Yeah. So he was just all bitter and weird about it. And he was still bitter and sassy, even basically under arrest. Yeah, he really was. And even was when like, he was, like, apologizing. Yeah. He was like, I want to apologize to her. And then he was still sassy about it. And I was like, bro, put handcuffs on this guy. Like, thank goodness, though, they weren't like, yeah, they didn't end up pressing charges and like sending mm-hmm. him to jail. But I was glad that they I almost thought for a second because she was like, if you had just asked me, then you we could have set up a part of our farm to yeah. be an alpaca farm for you. Yeah. Like, and she had such adorable ideas. She was like, we could put like antlers on them and at Christmas yeah. time to make them reindeer and we could have like a little section for like alpaca wool sweaters and our like merch shop Even just like a little like so petting cute. zoo would have been like yeah that would have been huge that would yeah. be whatever but I was afraid for a minute that they were basically just gonna like let him do that yes that they're like you apologize thank you yeah and just like oh I feel bad for you so like let's just make it happen it's fine yeah but no, they get they slap a restraining order on him and yes. make him pay back for all the damages. Yep. What up? Thank you. That was another thing. Like when I was talking about the Evelyn St. James thing where I was like, I'm surprised that she actually went there in this book. Because like a lot of times in, you know, cutesy romance stories, it's like stuff just works out, you know, <laughs> like yeah. Evelyn wouldn't even though she totally would find out about this weird dating situation. Like they could have swept that under the rug, but they didn't. Yeah. And they could have had a cutesy Christmas miracle moment where they forgive this crotchety old man and he turns into the Santa of the town. But they didn't. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> like, they give him a restraining order. Yeah. I appreciated that. Me too. I appreciated that very much. <laughs> well, Beckett was like, send him to jail. <laughs> <laughs> I vote to <laughs> press those charges. Beckett. He was pretty great. Which the second one is about Beckett. Yeah. Which is which is fun. I did get tired of how many gorgeous people were in this book. It's like everybody that comes in, it's like, oh, framed in the light. I just can't stop staring at him. <laughs> I'm like, that's the fourth dude. Yeah, but they're setting them all up to be <laughs> future leads of the books. That's true, they are. Because literally. Caleb is one. Beck is one. Caleb is literally one that she talks about how handsome he is. Yeah. And that is, it's the third book is about Layla and Caleb. <laughs> so, yeah. I know, but it's like, this book's from <laughs> Stella's perspective. So she can't be thirsting over every guy, you know. And she wasn't. She was just describing how yeah. beautiful they are, but. 
Well, was it was like, with Beckett. It was so funny because she's like, I think I'm like Layla and I are the only ones who are like immune to his charm. Yeah. Because women, <laughs> she talks all the time about like gaggles of like kindergarten moms, like just <laughs> staring at him. Because <laughs> he's a farmer and he's tattooed and he's gorgeous. Oh my gosh, so good. <laughs> and then he doesn't fall for any Inga Wild woman. No, he does not. We What's haven't the- even said this. <laughs> I know. Maybe we should. Should we give a summary of the rest of the book? Nah, I think we've I think we've said enough. Yeah, you about get it. What happens? You get it. I mean, I think we literally have described <laughs> most of what happens. Yeah. So yeah, Evelyn comes to Lovelight Farms, mm-hmm. and the first day that she's there, she's like talking with Stella, and then Beckett walks in to like introduce himself. Which how did they not know? <laughs> But the but Beckett and Evelyn St. James look at each other and they're like, oh, it is so awkward. Well, for one second, I just was like, oh my gosh, love at first sight. I Yeah, same. Yeah. <laughs> but then it very quickly becomes apparent that they know yeah. each other. They know each <laughs> other <Biblically>. intimately. <laughs> <laughs> in the biblical sense. <laughs> Which, in, in of course, again, immediately I was like, I'm sorry, from what, last night? <laughs> Like, did he meet her at a bar and they went to her hotel? Yeah. But it was like a couple months It was just as slutty, but a couple months previous. <laughs> at like some convention. Farmer convention. Yeah. I don't... Where he literally went and talked about fertilizer. <laughs> Which she did talk about, though. Like, I can understand how he wouldn't have known because they literally met each other, had like a one night thing. She was gone in the morning. They had a two night thing. Oh, two nights. Yes. I didn't even remember. Uh-huh. And then... She was gone at the end. And the thing that she, one of the things she said about him was that he didn't know who she was as far as like social media stuff, because he doesn't do social media. Mm -hmm. So he might not have even known her last name. It's true. Yeah, it's true. And I'm sure in books like this, Beckett is not that uncommon of a name. I mean, I don't think it's that uncommon anyways. Oh, that's true. He probably is included in the application somewhere. A hundred percent, because they're partners. Yeah. So, yeah. I mean, the having absolutely no clue. Right. That's true. Because there's no way Evelyn wouldn't have looked at their social media. And he is all over their yeah. social media. Because she takes pictures of Beckett. Yes. Although one she described, it like, I don't think you see his face in the that's one that she true. described. So maybe she does that because, like, Beckett's shy. social media shy. Yeah. I don't know. I'm sure there are explanations and I bet they're in book two. I mean, if that's the biggest <laughs> plot hole, I think we're yeah. doing pretty good because I really was impressed how she avoided some of the Like, mm-hmm. I know we've said it already, but seriously, the fact that Evelyn already knew because the town yeah. was talking, I was so, I seriously, I was so relieved because I was like, that is such an obvious plot hole. Yeah. And I was, I didn't expect it to be, but I'm glad that it didn't go into like a huge blow up Me about too. like her having lied. Yeah. It was literally like, oh, girl, I know. <laughs> right. Speaking of, while there was a third act breakup. Yeah. It was not the worst one ever. And it was very quick and non-dramatic for the most part. It was. But I was like. I mean, definitely. I Girl, you are so dumb. Yeah. Because <laughs> her, the reasoning basically is that for Luca, they have this conversation because they sleep together during their trial period. Mm-hmm. And basically, Stella is like, okay, I fulfilled all my dreams about Luca. So now we can go back to being best friends after this trial period because he doesn't actually want to date me. Yeah, he, yeah. (laughs) And then after they sleep together, he's like, 
oh, so like next week, come visit me at this house that I'm renting. And like, you know, we can break in the swing on the porch. And she's like, next week after the trial period. And he's mm-hmm. like, uh, what do you mean? <laughs> yeah, he's like, did you think that sleeping together was part of the trial period? And she's like, um, <laughs> and she's like, yeah, yeah yes. <laughs> she's like, I don't want to be friends with benefits. He's like, no, I want to. I want to be yeah. with you. I'm in love with you. Yes. He confesses that he's in love with her. And she's like, and no, you're she not. <laughs> logics herself out of it that she's like, oh, everything's changing in his life right now. And he just wants one constant. And that's me. And like when he in a month realizes that he doesn't want to be dating me. And it's well, like, it was kind of gross because she was like, it's just the night that we had together that's fogging your mind and he's like are you kidding me we had such great sex that you are just stupid right now <laughs> well he he says i like that he loves her and she's like no you don't yeah <laughs> girl <laughs> and then still convinces herself about that until evelyn this is when she confesses to evelyn and then evelyn's like no girl you guys are in love with each other don't be dumb and shows her this video that she's been creating (laughs) which that was a little bit funny that she's like i'm not gonna feature your farm i'm gonna feature you guys the dummies who don't know they're in love with each other she's like you think you've been lying to everyone else but really you're just lying to yourselves (laughs) which is so true it's so true but she shows stella this video that she's been taking throughout with like the footage that she's been uh, on the farm this week and it's about like Stella doing things and Luca just like absolutely hard eyes looking at her. <laughs> literal, literal hard <laughs> eyes. Yeah. Which also though, I think she did have a second video that was about the farm, but she also made one about Stella and Luca. Yeah. And I, to be fair, I think maybe she was telling Stella that that was the story yeah. and maybe that's not what she was publishing. <laughs> um. Also, Luca story. calls Stella Lala. Which like was sometimes really cute and sometimes I was like, not necessary here. <laughs> Fair. Cinnamon stick was better name. <laughs> it was. I think the part I didn't like Lala was when he was getting all hard eyes about their about the time that they spent with each other the night before. And he says, the noises you make, Lala. And I was like, <laughs> no. <laughs> Those things do not make. No, no, Stop no. It. <laughs> that is a little girl nickname. Yeah. Uh, yeah <laughs> hard pass jail don't like that <laughs> jail oh man yeah didn't like that at all <laughs> but other than that actually i will say the spice was actually bearable yeah and it wasn't too bad it was it was really pretty confined for the most part to those yeah to that one night really there was a lot not, less than i thought that there would be i thought yeah i feel like i from uh, reviews that i had heard it was like just chock full yeah i thought this was a super spicy book but no it's it's spicy i but think there's it like was, there was a lot of really like sweet suspense mm-hmm. kind of like this kind of not slow burn but like there were just sweet like yeah i don't know tension moments that are mm-hmm. yeah for sure very romantic yeah, there was there was times when it was like, it seemed like they were already getting to the point of like, sex and th- and then basically he was like, we don't have to. Yeah, we we definitely don't have to. Like, let's take it a little slower. Like, let's cuddle tonight. Yeah, and I'm yeah. like, Luca, the man you are, the man. <laughs> <laughs> there was there was like an epilogue chapter where he proposed, which was pretty cute. <laughs> 
because she just absolutely ruins it so hard. It was cute, but I was also frustrated, but it was cute. Because I was like, girl, come on. I know. I, but but it, it was like also like kind of perfect. It did really fit them. Yeah. So that was fine. Because she just is like, oh, are you proposing? And he's like, stop. Stop. And stop then guessing. She, stop and talking. And then she like tries to propose to him and he's like, you will not I know she's like before we go out to the field in the snow and like the <laughs> with the sunset can I just ask you a question real quick <laughs> uh, yeah and then he just throws her over his shoulder and takes her out there <laughs> yeah which totally understand oh so good honestly just like the most picturesque like I just I want to I want to be there yeah and the town was so cute just like all the descriptions of like the pizza place which also his Italian mom was really adorable. Yes. <laughs> and, yeah. but the, like the pizza place and the. With the dude that Dane is in love with. Yeah. <laughs> I yes. was like, I want a book about them. That's true. I forgot about that. Oh my gosh. <laughs> that was so cute. Book five. Book five. Honestly. And then like the, the woman who does the hazelnut. <laughs> <laughs> the latte or whatever. Yeah. That- that Stella always wants and that this lady will not give her. <laughs> she has to be in like the perfect mood and you have to give her the perfect compliment in order <laughs> to get her like incredible hazelnut coffee. Yeah. <laughs> Which Beckett just gets every single time. Yeah. And he's <laughs> like, so sorry, because <laughs> because she knew I was giving it to you, it's decaf. <laughs> like this lady just sabotages she it. She just because- gives people whatever she wants to give them. And they all just hope that it's going to be the hazelnut. <laughs> I just love small town. That was funny. Descriptions like that. Yeah. <laughs> so funny. The plant shop sounded like heaven to me. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I was, we talked about this a little bit, but like with Charlie and Elle, like her biological, mm-hmm. part of her biological family, because her mom passed away like 10 years ago. Right before she met Luca. Mm-hmm. And uh, Luca's dad passed away when he was younger Mm -hmm. as well. So, like, that kind of bonded them a little bit. But um, with Stella's biological family, like Charlie and... and, Well, I guess Elle is not biological. Yeah, it's it's Charlie's mom. Yeah. But she, like, has the dinner there and stuff. And then they kind of disappear a little bit. Yeah, absolutely. You never... We never see Charlie again in the entire book. Yeah. And, like, the people in the town... Most of the people in the town that you kind of meet at the beginning are never in the book again. Yeah. And as we were talking about this earlier, I was thinking about a critique of Iron Flame that is similar, where it's like, there's characters that I really like that, like, when they're focusing on them, they're super fun. Like, I really like the character. And then, like, the focus will kind of shift and you barely see that character again. Mm -hmm. It's like, I really wish that she knew how to balance out having a, a cast of characters, which is a skill. That's yeah. That's a tough skill. And maybe BK Borison is not super good at that. <laughs> that's fair. Yeah. And I, I didn't notice it as much with the mm-hmm. town, so that didn't really bother me. But you are right. Because they, would they like walk around the town mm-hmm. debuting their relationship, yeah. basically. And they describe a lot of people that they see and meet and talk to. Mm-hmm. And then, yeah, they're never in the book again. But I yeah. that didn't bother me so much as like Charlie and Elle. Yeah. Charlie and Elle was a bummer because, yeah, it was like that was such a stressful 
Thanksgiving dinner. Yeah. Because they're having a really nice time with like Elle and Charlie and Stella, which they had that wonderful moment with Elle where Elle is like, oh. she calls them both her children. Mm-hmm. Yeah. She's like my children referring yeah. to Charlie and, and Stella. And then she sees how awkward it makes Stella. And so she corrects herself. And I'm like, I just want them <laughs> to... It's- which Just is so, can family. you imagine feeling that way about your husband's love child? Yeah. That he cheated on you yeah. and resulted in this like girl? Like when you were pregnant? <laughs> and she loves her. Yeah. Like she lost her mother and she's really close with Charlie and Beckett's really close with Charlie and she sees her as her own daughter even yeah. through all that. So it was like so wonderful. And her dad's just not even home yet. And they're like, oh, is he going to show up? And basically Elle the wife of this dude is like, I hope not. She literally says, yeah, yeah, it will be a better Thanksgiving if he doesn't show up. Yeah. (laughs) And then he does come home and he's like wasted Mm -hmm. and just, he says like one thing and then passes out at the dinner table. Yeah. And then they have a lovely dinner. Yeah. (laughs) And they have a nice dinner with their dad snoring into mashed potatoes. I did think it was hilarious though that she had the pies that she brought (laughs) and at the end she's like yeah these pies and they're like oh did Layla make them and she's like no they're these um sugar-free like gluten-free pies that I made and she was like I think Elle was looking at her like she knew yeah she was like she knows and she was like, yeah, I wanted them to be disgusting. <laughs> yeah, I wanted them to be bad because, because like she, she hasn't like stood up to her dad about, because her dad. Her dad sucks. Yeah. He doesn't treat her well at all. Yeah. He contacts her basically once a year, right? Yeah. For this fake Thanksgiving that's like two weeks before the actual Thanksgiving because he yeah. doesn't want to be with her on the actual holiday. Yeah. Because he doesn't want to introduce her to any of his like friends and colleagues that could possibly be around during the actual holidays. Yeah. Yeah, he's an a-hole. But yeah, so they have that whole thing. And then, yeah, they like disappear. And I was like, I just thought that they were going to be a bigger deal. I mean, I definitely really was hoping that Elle would leave him Mm -hmm. by the end, which did happen, like we said in the epilogue. Like they literally just mention it. Yeah. Yeah. It's The romance wraps up nicely, Mm -hmm. but then every other plot point wraps up way too fast. (laughs) That's, yeah, that is accurate. And I mean, the the point of it is a romance. And it's like all of these other things really mm-hmm. were just like extra little scenarios for them to have moments or to mm-hmm. get to know each other better because she's never invited Luca to this like faux Thanksgiving at her dad's yeah. ever. Like he wants to go and she refuses. Mm-hmm. And then like she goes with Luca to his th- family's Thanksgiving, which she has always refused in the past. Mm-hmm. So they have these scenarios where you meet other characters and stuff that you never really see again. But it's really all to foster the romance. Yeah. Yeah. So I get it, but I think it could have been handled slightly better. Oh, absolutely. I will say it again. (laughs) I so wish Charlie had been in more of the book. Yeah. And I think he easily could have been. I absolutely agree. Yeah. So that's kind of one of the things where I'm like, not balancing like a cast of characters very well. Yeah. But, you know, it's hard. It's hard to do. Like they mention him. Luca mentions him at least one or two other times. Yeah, I think like threatening to call him and like tattle on stuff. So they haven't (laughs) forgotten about him. Yeah. Like, but Mm -hmm. yeah. I just would have loved more of that dynamic with Mm -hmm. Stella and Charlie, like that sibling dynamic. I don't know. I know. And I just want, I want Elle to be her like surrogate mom. Yeah. 
I want it. I want it. So hopefully there's more of that later. But yeah, Luca and Stella, I did like the way that it, because after they're like her being super dumb (laughs) and being like, this was a trial period and then we're going to go back to normal and we're going to be best friends because I get to keep you forever that way. Mm -hmm. And if we actually date, then we're going to, we're going to hurt each other and it's going to end badly. Which she, I mean, she's got some trust issues, which is fair. I mean, that's valid, Mm -hmm. but I feel like Luca should have, I don't know, has earned her trust at this point, you would think. Right. Yeah. And, and he, like, when they talk later, he basically is like, I'm sorry that I left the way that I did because he was like, obviously upset by that conversation because he told her that he loved her. And then she's like, no, you don't. (laughs) Right. And he leaves and he's like, I can't handle this right now, you know? And he's like, I'm sorry that I left that way because I know that that is basically the reaction that you feared. Yeah. That like, that this would happen, that I would leave. And I did on that conversation. So I'm sorry about that. And I was like, that's really sweet. And like, obviously they know each other so well. But yeah, basically he like <laughs> forces her to stick around for this conversation because he's like, I'm not going to do that again. And she's like, I have to be, I have to have the courage to be honest so finally, she's like, yeah, I've I've been in love with you. Mm-hmm. And he's like, I've been in love with you. Great. Yeah. <laughs> and yeah. then they have a cute little moment. And then it's like two years later when they're still together. Yeah. Duh. Yeah. I, I think that all ended really well. Yeah. Yeah. Stella was a little bit silly, but I mean, what else can you expect? You yeah. Know? <laughs> that, well, I mean, of course, they had to do the third act breakup. I just... I almost I almost thought that they were going to avoid it in this book. <laughs> well, it happened really late. I mean, it was like yeah. nine, it was like 88% in or something. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Like, yeah. It was very late and it resolves like you said very quickly. It does, which was nice. Yeah. So, it was it was fine that it happened all very quickly, but I was like I just feel like the third act, the the climax of the book doesn't have to be their relationship. Like she could have built it up that it was the sabotage of the farm yeah but like that got resolved already yeah and so i was like dang it and then i was like oh maybe it's the whole thing with evelyn st james and then that was like nothing and so it's like oh okay the only thing left is the yeah (laughs) is the breakup yeah (laughs) she almost avoided it and then you can't and if we didn't make it clear the second book is about becca and evelyn yeah which i love yeah I know I'm curious because it's like, why did Evelyn leave? You know? Right. What went on? What went on? So I'm curious. But I would recommend this book if you would like a cozy, slightly spicy, I mean, pretty spicy romance. It was decently spicy. (laughs) Yeah. I I won't say there was nothing. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. It was a total, like the sweetest Christmas vibes. That Christmas Mm -hmm. tree farm, like I said, I would step into this book in a heartbeat. Yeah immaculate christmas vibes yes so i would recommend it very christmassy mm-hmm. any other thoughts pretty on it? quick read decently quick i mean it's true when you when yeah. you get into it you'll get through it pretty quickly yeah i flew through 40 percent of it in like two hours yeah yeah i don't know i don't really have anything else to say except it's just it's delightful and mm-hmm. it, i think it did avoid a lot of like i said plot holes and tropes mm-hmm. that it could have easily fallen into agreed which is wonderful yeah, 100% agree. Yeah, I thought she did very well. I like the dialogue. I like the romance. Yeah, I will be reading the second one. Same. So yeah, thank you for listening. If you are not already following our Instagram, 
we post really cute pictures. We'll post some cute ones for the Christmas holidays. Yeah. And we sometimes, whenever we feel like it, post our schedule there. <laughs> because we do whatever we want. And we're doing two book <laughs> reviews in a row. <laughs> After we did two non-book reviews in a row. You know, don't keep track. Whatever. That's our job. Uh, <laughs> so. Just enjoy the ride. <laughs> so go check out our Instagram. It's at shelfobsessed.podcast. And wherever you listen, if you can rate, review, subscribe, all those good things, we really appreciate it. We do appreciate it so much. And remember, there is nothing wrong with being a little shelf-obsessed. Bye! Bye.